morning, everyone. If if you're listening to this, it is Thursday morning. You're listening to Doug, the host with the most. Barnes here, Kasim, and Joey. We got the good crew going tonight. All aboard the let's just freaking talk baseball train. All right, guys. Uh, We have a pretty sweet episode today. We're going to go first pitch. We're going to see how everyone's doing. We're going to talk a little bit about the poll Bleacher Brawls put up earlier. I, dude, Kasim looks like he's jumping at the bit to get in here. I mean, I didn't mean Kasim. I meant I meant our own Chris Russo is, is jumping at the bit <laughs> here. Um, we'll talk about the Rodan signing a little bit and then uh, some top tier free agents. And then the new segment is woe is Joey. And Joey is just going to Joey rant. <laughs> Unscripted. We don't know what's going to happen. Joey just said, give me some time so I could go at it. And dude, I am so excited for that. <laughs> All right, guys, let's say hi to our crew. Barnes, you're up. Yo, what's up, everyone? How we doing? Woo-wee. It's your boy. I'm happy to be part of the Let's Talk Baseball train because I just watched the movie Bullet Train that was on Netflix, and I recommend it. It was a good watch. Um, Quick shout out to Doug, who is our reigning brawl champion against uh, Luke in the Hunter Renfro brawl. If you didn't listen to that, listen to that old episode. Kasim disagrees, but listen. I (laughs) Oh, he's just shaking his head. I'm like, dude, Doug won. Uh, Luke was wrong. Doug was right. Uh, I'm just trying to take up more time to let Luke know that he's wrong because we all thought it. <laughs> Joey, how you doing, dude? Dude, I was just thinking, man, this is the Let's Talk Baseball train, but when I listened to that brawl and I had to listen to Luke, that was the brain drain train, man. He 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 didn't know what he was talking about, and, and Doug just crushed him. So I, I think we do have to remind him that that's what happened. Um, I'm back home for Christmas, you know, uh, Red Sox are causing me a bit of a, a few emotional issues right now, but I'm feeling good. You know, I was thinking about it today. I was like, wow, the Yankees are still in on all these players after they've made so many signings. And then it really occurred to me, wow, their team is still pretty empty. They still have a lot of holes in their team that they need to fill. So I'm feeling a lot better because the Yankees are still pretty low quality as well. All right, Joey, I got to ask you a question back from college for winter break. And you were just talking about your emotional damage. So I want to hear it. Barnes almost just lost it. Good thing he's muted. Uh, Joey, I need to know, are there safe spaces on college campuses for the snowflakes? So so not on my college campus. It's, it, it doesn't exist. Doesn't okay, exist. good. All right. But, but, but if there was one, I'm sure I wouldn't be allowed in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Castle, what's going on? What's up, everybody? Joey, Barnes, Doug, what's going on? Everybody's good? I'm doing well. My Buffalo Bills won again, close one. Fighting for the number one seed. Michigan Wolverines are going to play. We're expecting a snowstorm uh, Friday, so... Oh, hell. I hate the snow. I was looking at the weather, and it's supposed to be like single-digit wind chills even in Florida, so... Not bad, man. (laughs) It's just brutal. I freaking hate it. I've been living here all my life, and I still hate the winter. And you know baseball. What else are you gonna do? The Knicks wait. are playing. The Knicks are playing. They're going for eight straight. Wait, Cassim, you're saying the weather in Michigan isn't like Jundi in Lebanon? Oh hell no! You know, let me give you let me give you some uh, advice, Joey. In Lebanon, they go to the mountains, 
and they get snow, then you could come back down and go swimming. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then over there overseas, you know, they see snow like once every five years. They're like, oh, man, how do you not like the snow? I go, you just wait till you come to Michigan. You'll understand when the snow starts coming down. You're not going to go out. All right. Those of you on the Midwest to East Coast, um, better start your fire. Yeah. Put your whatever you listen to your podcast on next to you. Get warm and cozy and listen to this uh, because it's going to be a good one, along with all of our other podcasts brawls articles whatever you read listen to or watch youtube we we got it here at bleacher brawls all right let's hop right into it boys um we put out a poll about four hours ago on bleacher brawls twitter uh that said how much should the red sox offer raffi devers uh we put four choices in nine years for 315 10 years for 350 11 years for 385 12 years for 420. Uh, as of right now, at 19%, nine years, 32%, 10 years, 18%, 11, and 31%, 12 out of 114 votes. So we got a nice spread. Uh, did you guys vote? I yeah, voted. I voted. What did you vote for, Barnes? Uh, I was in the 10-year camp. Okay. Joey? Uh, I did 10 years. I don't think in this market you can offer any, anything less than 10 years. Okay. Kasim, what do you think? He's going to get 10 years, but he's going to wait to uh, free agency. So we'll see what happens, but I don't think it's going to be from the Red Sox. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think – I don't – if Devers gets something, it's going to be 9 for 315, but I don't think he's going to get that from the Red Sox. I think no. they're going to overpay, uh, and I also think they're going to trade him. Um, so. Listen, there's there's two camps divided right now, right? Those hopefuls that still think Devers is going to get an extension, and then there's the realists like me and Joey who who are pretty much confident that he, he's going to be traded. Uh, I want to hear from from you guys, Yankee fans, looking outside in. What do you see? You know, looking at this whole Devers Red Sox situation. Uh it's a bad situation. Uh, I don't think Devers like the direction that they're going in. At the end of the day, it's money. Let's just sit here and be honest. Mm-hmm. We don't have to pull a Justin Verlander in the news conference. Oh, you know, Steve Cohen was the really reason why I came here. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't think Devers likes the direction they're going in. I think losing Bogarts really hurts him. Uh, and if I was Devers, I'll look at everything very closely before you even sign anything because, to be honest, the Red Sox... Uh, they're not doing nothing to better themselves. So if I was Devers, is it you wait, play out the year? They might trade you, they might not, but uh, just play out. Don't don't accept nothing because there is going to be deals for him in the free agency. Yeah. And it's going to be from a lot of good teams. Yeah. So uh, Devers says, just like last year, no negotiating in the season, right? So you have up until spring tra- the end of spring training to make a deal. Uh, Barnes negotiating tactic alt slash ultimatum or is there you know because i think judge did it too right he wasn't entertaining anything during the year so what is that how does that play into everything oh man i think if you're the red sox you're first off you're making a huge mistake by not like legitimately trying to work something out right now 
because I look at it from the Yankees perspective. It's like, Hey, if the Yankees didn't try to do that with Aaron judge, it's like, Hey, like you're really just going to take a step back. So I think if the Red Sox aren't going to try and make the move to get him and keep him, you're they're taking a huge step back as a franchise, you know, both literally like a, a star is born. Uh, Rafael Devers is humongous for the Red Sox. And if they lose him, it's like, what's the direction of that team? Every other player is like, do I really want to stay there? They couldn't even retain their guys. So it's like, oh, if I go there, I'm going to be on a short deal. Are they actually going to be trying to win anything now? Like, why am I even going there? So yeah. I, that's how I kind of see it for if they're going to try and bring in more players. Yeah. So it's like, and I think, hey, if you're Devers, dude, you do it exactly how Judge did it, for better or for worse. You just go in there and you bet on yourself. And if you think you're amazing, go for it. You're going to get the bag from somewhere. Like Kasim said, it probably won't be the Red Sox. So, like, hey, go get the bag if that's what you want. Yeah. So, um, I look at it this way. It's so important, It's it, but it's so easy. Jersey sales. Who is going to go out and buy a Devers jersey if he's in his last year of his contract, right? Like, I'm not. I'm not collecting his card anymore. You know, I'm, I'm stopping all that. And it's, it's, it's simple, right? Um, we had this discussion at last offseason. Joey, maybe you remember this. I remember me and Luke arguing very much about why didn't we sign Devers last year? Because now we're down to it, right? Now you got like three months left and his price has probably gone up significantly as the market has. Um, was it a good idea to wait? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We knew this guy was the real deal after 2019. And it's not unprecedented to offer guys extensions when they're in early ARB. I mean, that's what the Braves have done. And yeah. now you have all these, now the Braves GM has all these like great contracts for all these guys because he signed them early when he recognized the talent. I think the time to really sign him was, was last year. Uh, we didn't do it. And now, I mean, he can see the promised land. He just watched the most explosive, ridiculous free agency that I can remember. He, he's going to go. Because you have to give him, the team has to give him probably at least 10 years, right? Bogart's got 11 at 30 years old. They probably will have to give him more. They're going to have to give him at least 10 years with at least a 30, 35 million AAV. Bloom is philosophically, I think, against that. And I think the difference is, you know, Barnes mentioned that when the Yankees couldn't reach an extension deal with Judge and they were like screwing around with his arbitration, I mean, that was just, that was horrible, right? Mm-hmm. in the free agency they eventually came and they signed judge because they really didn't have a choice like they had to get him right if devers goes to free agency i don't think the red Sox will even be in talks like they it won't even be a possibility of getting him he'll be gone because they'll say no way we're paying anywhere close to this we're out we wash our hands of this so what's going to happen is if he's not signing this extension, the Red Sox are going to wash their hands of this, and you'll be lucky to see him play a full season here in Boston. The only, the only way I see him playing a full season is if ownership is determined to try and go all the way this year, and I don't feel like that's happening yet. So 
Will Devers get dumped for another Jeter Downs and Connor Wong? Who knows? Who knows? But I think at least when they trade him, I at least I at least want to think for I, want, I at least want to be able to dilute myself for a couple of years that it was a good trade. Yeah. So I got to think of it this way: Judge was in the same situation, right? And dude bet on himself and hit it big, hit it super big, right? You got to see Devers right there being like. Look at that. Judge just did that, bet on himself, and he increased his value significantly, right? I don't think Devers has that high-end upside that Judge does, but he could still bet on himself, have his best season, and make a lot more. Uh, Do you see Rafi following in that? And and this question's for anyone? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Like, dude, just go for like why not go for it you know it's like joey kind of alluded to like hey red sox fans you're gonna be lucky if he plays a full season for you guys like i really don't imagine him like completing the season with in a red sox uniform yeah heim bloom has this imaginary cap of i'm not spending more than this much amount of money on a player for whatever reason and Devers is going to be over that. I'm not going to lie. I think I might be over that. And I'm, you know, I'm a piece of garbage. (laughs) Rafi Devers, he's the face of that franchise and they're not going to re-sign him. Which, who does your face of your franchise become? Connor Wong? He'll just get DFA'd in a little while. (laughs) All right. So my last question before we move on. If the Red Sox did not finish in fifth place, is it a different story? Or now are they trying to come up from the basement in fifth place and have to crawl their way up, you know, and does that change the trajectory? Like, does it, do they keep Bogarts, extend Devers, like no duh this off season if they're not in fifth place or is it, Hey, we're in fifth place. Maybe we just need to tear it down and rebuild. Yeah. If you're, if you're in last, you said it in the brawl episode if you go back and hey listen to the brawl between doug and luke which doug is the reigning champ uh if you listen if you're one game away from getting to the world series why do you tear it down i i still don't understand that but if you're in fifth place and you're like you know what we didn't keep bogarts we might as well just tear it down trade devers get a bunch of assets where you're like Oh yeah, uh, we we're gonna DFA these guys in three years, but uh, you know, let's let Joey have a good three year run of a good trade. But yeah, absolutely. Like, hey, just tear it down, tear it down. Like, what's the point? Like, and it sucks because you're in Boston, and Joey, you're literally in Boston right now, and the town literally. I feel like Boston is a city where you literally cannot tear it down. You just can't. Because they're expecting you to win. I don't know. Joey, give us some insight there. Yeah, I look at my shrine to David Ortiz and the Red Sox on my wall, and it it I do, it does cause some reflection. I uh I don't think it would have made a difference, honestly, if this team finished in fifth or or third. You know, as long I think I don't think they ever had an intention of keeping Bogarts. I don't think that was ever on the table. And certainly, I mean, there were arguments to trade Bogarts at times right? He was kind of like a Mr. May. Like he did a lot of his hitting and parts of the season that didn't matter. And he was not clutch. He was bad with men on base. 
So th- there, there were a lot of times where getting rid of Bo- Bogarts, you know, you, you could have talked me into it. But what they did instead, is, which is what I think happened, Bloom got scared. He, he, he got scared. He went over the luxury tax by like a million dollars, which <laughs> the move still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. At the deadline, we all kind of knew the team was gassed and done. He didn't move them to get under the tax because he didn't want to deal with the backlash of trading him. He figured the backlash would be more uh, more easy to deal with if it was over free agency and he was signed somewhere else. And he was, and that, I think that's what happened. This team, if they were really going like, "Hey, let's let's tear it down," well, they should, they would have traded JD Bogarts. Avaldi at the deadline for assets. They're getting nothing for it now. They they stood pat again. And that's the second time Haim has kind of done that where he's kind of stood pat at the deadline. And it really like, it says to me that this guy isn't prepared to make the moves to win. He likes to flirt with the idea of winning. He likes to flirt with it, but he can't just go out and take it. Like Douglas Tyson can when he's brawling Luke. We, we had interest. We intended, we were in on this guy, but we just got outbid or we didn't find the right deal. God, how freaking sad story does that sound like? A little bit. Yeah, we talked about it on a uh, Twitter space. Uh, if, hey, if you're on Twitter and you're listen to this podcast join us in the morning for a barnier in the morning show on twitter spaces um selfless plug right there come join me i love just chatting sometimes i just talk and i vent about my stress about baseball you know what Um, what time are you going on tomorrow barnes uh well by the time you're hearing this i hope you're just listening to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) because because i might hop on with you tomorrow morning (laughs) hell yeah uh in general uh We've talked to be awake. Oh, you won't even be awake. Oh, what a life. What a life. Um, we talked a little bit about the Rodon signing. I think it's humongous. The window of opportunity for the Yankees to win and perform at a high level is has literally just exploded. You know, they re- they bring back Aaron Judge. That was the first piece. Now it's like, all right, we bring in another pitcher and Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Aaron Judge. Giancarlo Stanton are those four big name guys are all playing together until the end of the 2027 season, which, you know, I mentioned those four guys that are getting the most money. Those are also the guys who are capable of doing the most damage. Literally Cole, awesome ace Rodon borderline ace talent, but really amazing number two. And obviously you got, you know, Aaron judge and Giancarlo Stanton can do. So I think that's humongous. I think the window of opportunity is right there, right in front of them, next five years. Cassim, what's your take on it again? I know you were you called the cat uh Rodon to the Yankees. Um I wasn't for the signing, but I thought I, I thought it. you called it. No, I, I mean I called it, but that doesn't mean oh, I was okay. in favor. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember I remember you were tell, uh, they asked me if I wanted any pitchers on the free agent. I said none. But they got them. I mean uh six years I feel like that's a lot. I mean, he, he it's an overpriced free agency. You can't. He's the he was the best one after Verlander and Degrom. He was probably third on the list and Senga. So, uh, 
If the Yankees feel like they got their number two, that's fine. As long as he's healthy and he pitches, he ends up being the CC Sabathia when he came in 2009, I'll be happy. I mean, that's all I care about. I mean, it's good. It's, it's an upgrade for what they have now. Montas is your number five, Severino your four, Nestor three, Rondon two. You still got Domingo Herman. I mean, that's why I said it in my tweet. I said that I don't mind if the Yankees sign Nathan Ovalde. He's still out there. Us Barnes, don't shake your head. You need all the pitching you can. Listen, if you bring in Evaldi, what's wrong? uh, If you bring him in at this stage, now that you already have Rodon, that's fine. Like, that's fine. But I also think that Nathan Evaldi is old and busted. Like, I don't think he's going to be good anymore. Like, he's good for a two year deal. He's still on the market. He's good for a two year deal. Yeah. I I don't mind a six man rotation. I don't mind it. I mean, I think if you guys are spending money, you guys should be spending money on hitters, not, not on pitchers. Exactly. You, you need pitching to beat Houston. That's the way I'm looking at it. Now you're saying a hitter. Yankees. Oh, no, Cass, you're getting way ahead of yourself. You're never going to beat Houston. So don't okay. even worry about that. Thanks, Joey. I appreciate it. But what I'm looking at it, <laughs> Ben Attendee just left for $75 million. He went to Chicago. So we lost out on three prospects for a guy who didn't want to be in New York. So we left. Now we need a left fielder. They're not going to trade for Brian Reynolds, even though that's my dream. But they're not going to trade for him. They're not going to give up the prospects. So the guy that comes to mind, and I always said it, uh, trade for Max Kepler. He's cheap, uh, left left fielder, left-handed bat in Yankee Stadium, put him with that lineup. If he's healthy, he's a hit on 30 bombs. So that's the guy I want. Listen, hey, I, I'm, I'm all for Yankees and the Rodon signing because I think the Yankees were – pretty much the only uh, team postseason team last year to not have a number one. They had their number one pitcher, but then their second spot kind of fell to like yeah. someone who was a three or a four at that time in there. Right. So you got a number one and you got a number one, a or a number one and a two right now who can go toe to toe with Houston. What, you know, any other team right now uh, that, you know, that's conceivably conceivably going to make the playoffs again this year um all right joey are you sad that rodon went to the yankees did you want to see him in a red sox uniform uh you know i there were points in my desperation that i was willing to take anyone (laughs) you know i don't know if anyone's ever felt like that before about baseball but i was just willing to take anyone on this team anyone that would come but now that i think about it rationally he's got a rocky history he hasn't played on the East Coast, hasn't played in the AL East. <clears throat> He's due to get rocked, potentially. Um, I, I, I also think, you know, I think next year, I think the story of next year uh, with the new rule changes on the shift and the increase in the size of bases, I think the story for next year is going to be offense. It's going to be an explosion in offense, and I think batting average is going to go way up. Mm-hmm. So maybe these changes in pitching aren't going to turn out to be as important as they are, because it seems to me that I think a lot of pitchers are going to get rocked next year. So maybe I I think, I think this year was a bad time to be signing pitching because these guys are not going to be able to produce with the new rules about the shift and the new rules about the size of the bases. They're not going to be putting up the same numbers that they were before. It's like all these rules are hindering pitchers and even the pitch clock too. Now you got to, pitch it within a certain uh you know time so pitchers have even a little more pressure on them to work faster 
which all could make them make more mistakes too. So yeah, hey, that's a great point you brought up uh, about they want, the, they want the game to come back to hitting again. They want to see the home runs. They want to see the hits. That's why. Like, I won't lie to you. I'm happy the shift is gone. I can't stand it. I think it took away. Now you're going to see like Gallo, like a guy like Joey Gallo, for instance. He struggled big time, but now with the shift gone, I, and like a guy like Benatendi, I think these guys are going to benefit from it. Yeah, if we can return to the style of baseball of the 1903 Boston Red Sox, I was, you know, I'm looking at, their, I'm looking at one of their, I have an image His, of them. History on, lesson, folks. On my wall. You know, they didn't hit a ton of home runs, but a lot of infield base hits. And I think there's going to be a lot of infield base hits next year. It's going to be like the 1900s. Is, did uh did your grandpa Patrick give you that lesson? He's like the oldest guy on this Bleacher Brawls crew. He's like what, like eighty now? <laughs> yeah, Patrick. Patrick's in his eighties. I mean, he has that young, strange girlfriend of his that's much younger than him. But <laughs> but yeah, he gave me a couple of history <laughs> so history lessons in between in between reading me Shakespeare and and making me watch black and white movies. He did tell me about the nineteen oh three Boston Red Sox. Patrick must make a lot of money if he's getting if he's getting that young of, of, of women. You ever heard of yeah? I mean, it's like the Nicole Kidman and that guy, right? I don't know, but Taylor's looking for his her sugar daddy. <laughs> I mean, and Nicole Smith, and Nicole Smith. Oh my word! Shout out to our second host. Well, not our second, but our host with the least. You got me. The host, host, he's just host. Host at the most, and Patrick. No. There's, there's just host, which is Patrick, old man, old man bones over there. Host at the most, and then there's hostess with the mostess. <laughs> All right. Uh, our last topic for tonight is the free agent market is completely void of that top tier starters and batters. All those shortstops are gone. Judge is gone. Pitchers, Verlander. You know, all, all them, they're they're gone. Um, now, Brandon Drury, uh, just moments before we went on, um, and, you know, this is Tuesday night, uh, Angels signed Drury to a two-year two year $17 million contract. Uh, Ken Rosenthal treats, tweets out. Uh, so, you know, it's just another one of those role players that, that everyone in Boston is like, Hey, you know, we should get this guy, you know, they pivot from guy to guy, um, after their guy of the day signs a deal. Right. So everyone's like, yeah, jury to the Red Sox. Yeah. That'll be a good fit. Blah, blah, blah. Now he's gone. Right. Blue misses out again. Um, so first I want to ask Joey, who's the next guy of the day who's tomorrow's guy of the day i feel like we should start that segment like the red guy sox of the guy of the day <laughs> i love yeah I mean, we could make a calendar yeah, yeah. I, I think the next guy might be segura right i mean okay. i mean that's that's pretty i mean <laughs> I and mean, we we've come down a lot but I, I i think i don't even think they're going to sign a position player at this point i i think they're going to keep the powder dry and they might, I, I hope they pick up Waka or Evaldi, you know, retain them. But I don't think there's going to be a free agent uh, position player signing. And if they do, it's going to be a scrub. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some vagabond that they picked up off the street to go play baseball. Uh, but I think Segura, I think Segura will be the people they're calling for. I've seen it a little already. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say Segura. Okay. Um, 
there's still a couple big names out there. Um, off the top of my head, Gary Sanchez uh, is out there. Uh, I start with that just because, you know, you guys. Um, Rest in peace, Gary Sanchez. <laughs> um, you know, but there's still, like, you got um, – Evan Longoria is still out there. He's an interesting. Um... We'll have the oldest team in baseball. <laughs> Rich Hill back. We'll have Longoria, Turner, and Rich Hill. Longoria is, is like what thirty-seven or something like that. He's just old. He's like he's a bum. And what are you gonna? He reminds me of Josh Donaldson, just a bum. <laughs> did, he, did he divorce his supermodel wife, or are they still together? Still together. Good. Well. Well then, maybe we should sign him. I can, I can, I can dig that. He ran. He had some great TV commercials for MLB. I don't know if you guys remember this MLB Network and like, whoa, like maybe five, ten years ago, he had some great ads where he would go like he was like running around and then he saw like a pretty woman. He was like Evan Longoria, nice to meet you. So he he had some good TV commercials. Like I kind of dig that. Huh. Are there guys that are um, out there in that second tier market? They're like, I'm the cream of the crop now. I, I mean, I think a guy who is being overlooked a little bit is Jerickson Profar, who played for the Padres. Uh, okay. I actually, I know Kasim is like going to have a freaking aneurysm because I'm talking right now because he and I can never see eye to eye on who's good and who's not because he's like, oh, yeah, he just wants to have his wet dream come true and get Brian Reynolds and David Bedner which I get, they're great. It, it won't happen, but what do the Yankees need? They need an outfielder. The guy can play outfield. He can literally play any position that isn't pitcher or catcher. Yeah, he's a yeah. good utility guy. Yeah. Like yeah. That's what who, is. who is better than Josh Donaldson? Well, I, I, I looked but, up Profar's OPS plus, and it was 111, so he was a above-league average hitter. Yeah. I, but I think the big thing here for Profar is he's not going to cost you a lot. He can literally play every position, and he's mm-hmm. a switch hitter. The Yankees need a left-handed hitter. Mm-hmm. This guy can hit from the left side of the plate. Like at this point, they don't they need bats. But what bat are you going to get? Will Myers? He's a right-handed batter. Like you don't want him. Longoria? He's thirty-seven. He'll he'll just be like Josh Donaldson two Crap. You know, like Gary Sanchez. He's crap. You Where know, would you like, even put Longoria? Exactly. Anywhere. You DH. wouldn't. You know, DH? Oh, we already have like 50 guys for that. Pro, like, Profar, it, it, Profar is a good utility guy. Like I said, the guy I'm eyeing is Max Kepler. I, I just I think, think Kepler has an injury history. You know, he might get flagged for the same thing Correa is getting flagged for. Like, oh, he's just hurt all the time. Like, hey, it's great that we have him, but he's just hurt. Like, what good is having a guy who could be better, but if they're just hurt all the time? So I know that there are a bunch of guys still on the free agent market, right? But I want to ask you guys, there, there's still interesting options on the trade market. Mm-hmm. And after the Sean Murphy to the Braves trade happened, we thought, you know, everyone thought, hey, it's trade season, baby, let's go. And then nothing. Mm-hmm. It just, it's been dead silent. Um, why? Why are there no trades going on? I really think it's mostly just because teams want to solidify getting their best free agents and then 
okay, this is where we can fill the gap. Let's make a move. Like if the Yankees really want to make a move, make the trade for Brian Reynolds. Yep. That's what that, I was just thinking. That'd of. be phenomenal. And then it's like, all right, cool. Now we'll figure out the rest with that second or third tier free agent. Like we'll, we'll fill in the cracks with those guys, but you're not building around that t- those players who are left. Well, this is what I think. I, I think the people, the reason why there's not enough trades going on is because I think teams now are valuing their prospects. So they rather just sign the free agent. It doesn't cost you nothing. Um, and that's the way I'm looking at it. I think teams are starting to value the prospects. I don't know why. I have no clue. I don't care about prospects. You can ship them to the moon for all I care. That's why I said I want Brian Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, people you're, should be you're a very win now kind of guy. Yeah, I'm a win now kind of guy. Like I want that champion. We talked about it on the last podcast. Would you rather have championships or was your, you know, you go on a 12 year streak of making the playoff but not winning it? No, I want the championship. So that's why I think teams are not trading at all. Even though you could, through the trade market you can get a very good player. Now the reason why I say a guy like Max Cup it's not going to cost you nothing. His contract is good. It's only one for one year. Then he has a team option. Uh, a club option, and it's not going to cost you nothing. It's going to cost you what a player. If you want to get rid of somebody that you're not, he's not useful. Uh, trade him or a lower tier prospect. That's the way I'm looking at it. You know, actually, Cassim, you bring up a good point. You should go listen to Derek and I's brawl about oh, uh, about the long term success for prospects thing versus a win now type mindset. That was just you'll you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. I think people are waiting for the dust to settle. I mean, the free agency market was so, I think, crazy. I think a lot of teams were uncertain financially after 2020 and 2021. After those seasons, they didn't want to commit to big deals. Like you saw Correa get the one-year deal. So I think teams were financially uncertain. The free agency market was kind of weird. You had the lockout. So everyone was kind of waiting to go crazy this free agency. And it's been so nuts that, like, these teams are like, they don't know what is, they don't know what is what they don't know what their players are valued at right now, because it's been such a crazy free agency. So I think, I think once free agency dies down, you'll see trades and you have to think, you know, these mid-market teams with good quality of players who have expiring contracts coming soon, they're going to be freaking out because you just saw Bogarts who like, Maybe he's like the number three, four best shortstop, right? Or like are a lot of guys that, you know, are not the creme de la creme of their position get these crazy nutty deals. So if you're one of these mid-market teams, like let's say the Brewers, you're going to be like, wow, I got to get rid of this guy because there's no way I can pay him. There's no way I could compete with the type of deals being handed out. Good so point. he's going to put a lot of pressure on these mid to smaller market teams to dump their elite quality players that they that they might have thought they were, would have been able to keep before this free agency, but seeing where the market has been set are going to be like, whoa, we got to get rid of this guy. No way we can pay him. So I think going into spring training, when free agency dies down, we'll see the trade market speed up again. Like that was one guy through the trade market. Everybody, like a lot of Yankee fans are like, oh, let's get Christian Yelich. I'm like for what? He's been damaged goods for the past two years. He's not the same player. But a lot of people thought of Yelich. With that contract, if the Brewers could move him, and if Yelich was healthy, believe me, he would. He, and if somebody was looking to trade him, if the Brewers were looking to trade him, he would have been shipped already. A lot of people would have been on him, but there's an yeah. injury history, and a lot of people are not going to take a chance. But I know the Red Sox. Hit. The Red Sox, you know, fans are are you know floated that idea of Yelich out there also. But 
yeah. you got to attach bun, uh, Burns or Adamus to him and eat some money just to get rid of it. Yeah. And, you know, I think you're right. If, if he would have been, you know, if he wanted to be traded, he would. Um, but I mean, talk about that for a second. Uh, mid-market team in the Brewers, they're going to need to pay Burns or, and Woodruff soon, right? Uh, I'll have to look, look him up, but um, so I'm not exactly sure of what his uh, uh, arbitration year is, but uh, he's going to cost a lot of money. And shortly, um, even with just arbitration running up, um, it's he's going to cost money. And so why wouldn't the Brewers just trade him?
Because they can't. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you can't. It's like... Uh, it feels ridiculous. Like, hey, if we move this guy, what are we... What are we going to get back? Do we want that back? You know, it, it's weird. Like, I feel like the Brewers aren't too far off from the NL Central, even though you look at their roster and you're like, ugh. Like, Yelich obviously damaged goods. You know, Woodruff and Burns are freaking awesome. You know, they lose Hater, but the, they have a uh, – oh, there's this really good outfielder they have. Oh, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can build around him. But did they trade him? Yeah. Oh. They traded him to the Angels. See, so the thing is, the Brewers fleece the Red Sox in trades, but then the Brewers get fleeced by everyone else in trades. That's they fleece themselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just the Brewers are such a weird organization. So the, who the, the, who the hell knows what's going to happen? With so them? It, I, I think I have this right in that Burns is a – free agent in 2025 yeah. he made uh art in arbitrate yes he should have three years so you have 2022 23 and 24 as arbitration um one two three four five six seven so he'll have seven years he has he will have seven years control with the brewers he made six and a half million last year he's sure as hell going to get a significant if not at least double that yeah. uh this year in arbitration i would i would assume um with the way some of the pitchers got uh, this this offseason, the, the 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 lower tier, what the lower tier free agent pitchers got this year, like it, like base ten million, right? And he was an ace, uh, Cy Young candidate. Uh, you have to think he's going to get a significant raise. So that price tag for the Brewers is just going to keep on going up. Uh, but Hunter, that would be a very in- yeah. That- Hunter Renfro was a salary dump. That was the worst yeah. part about yeah. it. Yeah. So it's just it's just like a salary dump. It was a salary dump. And he's a good player. And if you look at the Brewers team, there's Adamas, Devin Williams, Corbin Burns, Woodruff, Peralta. A lot of teams are going to be on that team to see who they would give up if they have to go another uh, direction. Absolutely. We're, we're talking trades. Yeah. Hear me out for a second. Go for it. The I Red Sox. It. I love it already. I love the, it. Already. I don't know what it is, but the, the Red Sox need a middle infielder. Yeah, the Yankees could use a left-handed bat. That's gonna happen. Ooh, Verdugo for Glaber, or any of the other guys. Who's the other guys? Uh, the guys you want to get rid of, Volpe or Peraza or IKF or any, literally any of those guys. Yeah, but who who are you giving them up for? For Verdugo. You don't give up Volpe and Dunford for Verdugo. That's not happening. I'm, I'm not. Say, I'm not saying all of them. I'm just no, no, saying but pick they any one up. of them. Yeah, but it's not. It's not for Verdugo. It's not going to cost you a, a, a legitimate top top prospect. It won't. Okay, IKF. You guys need a shortstop. Oh, jeez, that's not happening. Yeah, I'm I, just. I'm just floating the idea out there. So yeah, I, I like. It. He's just. He's just testing the waters. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but, but not I for, think. I think for, and I don't know. If, I mean. I'm pretty high on Verdugo. I don't know. I don't know where Doug is on this. I think Verdugo can legitimately be a 300 hitter. Like he did it in 2020 in the shortened season. I he got really unlucky last year statistically. They say. I think he could hit 300. I think Verdugo can really be like a 10, 15 home run, 300 average type guy. So I, I wouldn't trade him for for probably most of the Yankees. That's all Verdugo is is a 10, 15 homer. Wasn't he the best prospect uh, from the Dodgers? 
Oh yeah, but 50 homers hitting 300 is is pretty solid, right? I never said 50. I said 10 to 15. That's it, isn't it? That's all we need. 10 to 15 home runs, and you want to give up a top prospect for him? I'm not saying it. Cassim, we can give up if we trade freaking Glaber Torres. I'm not giving up Glaber for him. Why not? Because Glaber is a good player, and he showed he could play. Yeah, so can Verdugo. <laughs> yeah, but Gla- Barnes, DJ LeMahieu, I'll give you an example. DJ LeMahieu, right? His history of injuries for the past two years is not good. Who are you going to play at second base? Peraz- he's, not, he's not proven. Glaber is proven. He showed it. So here, here's the thing. Yeah. Literally, you sound like this. You sound like the type of guy, hey, Joey, get ready for this. Hey, and you're like, oh, uh, uh, hi, uh, Mr. Kassim. I would like to get a job at your, your place of work. Oh, uh, Joey, you need uh, years of experience. And no one's going to give you that experience. How are you supposed to have the experience to get the job eventually? You don't. You won't. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Now, hear me out. I don't understand why the Yankees aren't giving Estevan Floreal a shot because he blows. <laughs> because he blows, he has like he blows. He has like forty wait, career at bats in the majors. Wait, let's talk about experience. Verdugo went to the ACL I mean, a- a- ALCS in twenty twenty one. Verdugo's been around for for three years. That's what I'm so, saying. Let's talk about Verdugo. Verdugo's had experience. Verdugo's been in the league for three years, playing solidly. Been to the pennant, you know. How did the Yankees do in the pennant? How did Glaybar do in the pennant? How did Glaybar yeah. do in the playoffs? I, I, Glaber, I Glaber, Glaber's clutch in the playoffs. That's where he shines. I mean, he, did, he didn't shine this playoffs. Nobody shined. Nobody shined in the playoffs. Nobody did. <laughs> exactly. Let's, so tear it down. Get tear it down, Barnes. No, listen. Are you going to sign? Are you going to resign Glaber Torres next year? Yes. Yeah. Do you think Cashman's yeah. gonna? Huh? I don't think he's gonna. I don't think Why? Cashman's 20, gonna. He's only twenty-five years old. Why would I want to get rid of him? Yeah, I don't think the fans are nuts. And look, Barnes, hear me out. I'm okay, going to defend. I'm going to defend Glaber all the way. And I believe the 2019 numbers he's going to that he had in 2019, he's going to have it this year. Nobody shouldn't give up on Glaber. Glaber is a hell of a talent. I'm not. Com- By the way, New York and Boston, they're not trading. The last trade was Stephen Drew for some garbage player. I have no clue who he was, but they don't do a trade. <laughs> I know I'm being honest. No, you're right. There, there's Yankee fans all over Twitter, all over social media saying, let's get rid of Glaber. And they have no reason that they want to get rid of him. DJ LeMayo's hurt. I don't know nothing about Peraza. I don't know nothing about Volpe. Those are minor league uh, stats. I don't care about minor league stats. Isn't Volpe your top prospect? That's quote unquote. That's what they say. Top, top prospect. If he's not a Jeter, if he's not a Tatis, if he's not a Nomar or A-Rod or Carlos Correa or any of these shortstops, you can ship him. I don't care. Get rid of them for all I care. Doug, do you do do you do the Yankees top prospect for Verdugo? Do you do that deal, Doug? If I'm if I'm the Red Sox? Yes, if you're the Red Sox. hundred percent You do it for a top prospect? Isn't he in triple A for you guys? I mean he's yeah, he is, but you know Volby's in double. But Joey, don't get me wrong. Okay, listen, they they're making him shine like an all-star. He's a superstar. Dude, you haven't cracked the majors yet. When you get to the major, let's see what you're all about. But the point is, what I'm saying, good. Hold on, Glaber showed that he can play, and he's very good. The, I'm I'm looking at the Yankee team going into this year. I don't want to look towards three, four years down. I'm looking at the team now. You need Glaber Torres, whether you like it or not. DJ Lemayhu, the report came out. He's 100% healthy. That's BS. I don't believe it. <laughs> he has a toe injury. They said if he needed surgery, he'll be out five months. There's uncertainty right now. I'm not going to put Peraza to replace Glaber at second base. 
especially going into this year. This you sign Judge, you sign Rondon, you're going all in. So you're keeping Glaber. You know what, Cassim? I agree with you. You, do the Yankees need some bullpen help? Because I can think of a bullpen arm with a lot of experience that you guys could use from the Red Sox. There's Liam Hendricks that I want. Yeah, but we have we have this guy named Ryan Brazier, and we have this oh, other God. Named they have Tut- Matt Barnes has been on the Red Sox since thinks his 2013. Yeah, I know. Tons of playoff experience, two rings. So what would be better for the Yankees organization than two guys that have proved it? They've broken the major leagues. They've broken it. Listen. All you have to do is give me some of those some <laughs> of those peons in, in triple and double A, like like Volpe or or whatever. Yeah, give me some of those guys. We'll take them. And you can have Matt Barnes, world two-time World Series winning relief pitcher. You can have them for free. Just for just for one top prospect. Yeah, no Listen, thanks. Brazier is not getting traded because Brazier, he has thanks. some sort of dirt. Brazier has some sort of dirt on bloom and and john henry the red sox ownership uh and that's the only reason he stuck around so much is, is because he has some sort of dirt that nobody knows on on them yeah, and i'm just looking at doug and joey guys i'm just i'm looking in the win now mode glaber's yeah. part of that solution man if glaber i believe glaber's coming back to 2019 just like when i talk about max kepler yeah he's been hurt for the last couple of years but if max kepler is healthy Believe me, he's going to put up 2019 numbers the way he did in Minnesota. I really, but with that lineup, I believe it. So that's why I'm looking at the win now. That's why there's there's still guys out there. Hendricks is available. I don't know what it will cost. It should, the Yankee fans are saying trade Glaber for Hendricks. No, I'm not trading Glaber for Liam Hendricks. No, I'm not. Hendricks shouldn't cost you nothing. Take the salary of him and Graveman. And it doesn't cost you nothing but a load. Give me Yasmani Grandal. I don't mind. We need a catcher anyways. Trevino, he's good as a backup. He's not a starter. That's you not know, true. Sanchez has a lot of experience. I heard he's you still. stop with Sanchez. <laughs> All right. I like Sanchez, but he, ain't, he I know he ain't coming back. All right. I saved the last five minutes for Joey's woes because Joey just needs some on-air venting time here. And me, Barnes, and Kasim are just going to sit back and try not to lose our shit here. <laughs> hey, Joey, I want to let you know that we love you and that this is a safe place. This this is a safe place, buddy. I've had it with the trade value finder. By the way, I was thinking about this. <laughs> I so had it with the trade value finder. I was watching some guy on YouTube, and he's, like, putting in these trades. And it's like it's like they're, like they're moronic. They don't, they don't make any sense logically, but because the two numbers go together, he's like, well, this is a good trade. I'm done with the trade value finder. It's ruined theoretical trading in baseball. All of these internet morons, okay, some of them being part of the Bleacher Bros organization, will go and they'll be, hey, the trade value finder. 52 ounce. <laughs> the trade value finder says that. It doesn't make any sense. And on the topic of Heim Bloom, okay, this Devers thing is going the exact same way the Xander Bogarts thing went. It's like it's like a mirror. It's a mirror image. And I'm tired of him playing with me. Just tell me, tell me you hate me. Tell me you hate me, Heim. Like just just trade him. You, you trade him. Like cut it. Stop pretending you're negotiating. You're not negotiating. Stop lying to me. I listen for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is some closure. I want closure on Raphael Devers. I want closure on Xander Bogarts. And I want, and I also want an admittance of guilt. I, I, I was I was seeing this the other day. 
there's there's so much ego involved with Heim Bloom's running of the Boston Red Sox. Jeter Downs, for example, I knew Jeter Downs was a bust pretty much from the minute he got here, and Bloom never did anything to try and sell him while he still had value. And instead, he waits the very last second and DFAs him. Why is that? Because he couldn't admit to himself that he had made a bad decision. One of these days, I want Heim Bloom to come in front of the Red Sox organization and speak, speak to the people, speak to the Boston Globe, which John Henry owns, speak to all the media organizations. And I want him to say, guys, I'm sorry for trading Hunter Renfro. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for trading Mookie. I'm sorry for doing this. I'm sorry for doing that. I'm sorry for not resigning Schwarber. I'm sorry. But instead, it's the ego. It's what keeps him going. Going over the luxury tax by $2 million. I think I think a move that, you know, if I was GM, I think even if Derek McGuire was GM, he wouldn't have made, which going over by $2 million made no sense and then not going under it at the deadline. So, you know, I've come home. I've come home to Boston. One of my friends, we had a Christmas party. We've had a Christmas, we had a Christmas party Saturday night. Some woman wouldn't leave him. Some like 60 year old woman, like, came on to my friend. It was very gross. And we had to, we had to, we had to get him out of there. And it, and it was just reminding me, it was just reminding me that, wow, you know, this older woman convinced herself that she was, she was attractive enough and, and fun enough and young enough to go and, and come on to one of my young friends. Heim Bloom has convinced himself that he's smart enough, that he's cunning enough, that he's outsmarting the rest of baseball. And he's convinced some of his fans of that. And my final point, my final point is, my final point is to those people, I don't want to name them specifically, those Heim Bloom defenders, which go, hey, he knows what he's doing. Hey, there's a plan here. He's following a different philosophy. Okay. This is what I have to say to them. How many different free agents was Heim Bloom in on this offseason that the Red Sox lost out on? He was going after the same guys as everyone else. It's only after he misses out on them that you go, hmm, it's a different philosophy. And I have a lot to criticize the Yankees for. And I, I, I could go on it for days, but at least I know one thing. I knew that when it came to Judge, they made an effort. And they were trying to sign him actively. And they thought, thought it was important for the perennial winning of that organization to bring in Judge. I never thought for a second Xander was coming back. I never thought it for a second. And honestly, if Devers isn't signed soon, I don't think for a second he's coming back either. And the one thing I want from people when Devers is gone is to at least admit that Bloom made a mistake instead of telling me that there's some philosophy going on where we will secretly be winning. So that's all I have to say. I, 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 Bloom's supercomputer doesn't exist. He's not smarter than the other 29 GMs. He's failed, and we need to admit he's failed. Boom. And the mute goes on, which means Joey is done. Mike dropped. Red Sox nation out there, let us know what you think about Joey's rant. Barnes, Kasim, in just a couple words, what do you think? Joey, I'm here, I'm here for you if you need a hug. I'm here for you, brother. <laughs> hey, Red Sox Twitter. Go to this guy, give him a follow. Uh, what, uh, Joey, shout out your uh, Twitter handle right now. It's JDS underscore Bostonian. That's my uh, Twitter handle. Give that guy a follow and send him some love on Twitter. He could use a hug, especially during these dark times of being a Red Sox fan. All right, guys. 
Uh, Thanks that's... for the sweet Barnes. <laughs> I'm coming for you, baby. He blows. <laughs> no, hey guys, I just I just went. Hey, I went on Twitter. I blasted Casim live. I literally because just you'll just have to see the tweet. It's about Esteban Florial. Give him a shot. Give him a hundred at bats. If after that and he stinks, great. I'm I'm with you. But if you don't give him a shot, I just feel like it's unfair. Barnes, there's no room. <laughs> There's, There's no, no room. room. There's no room. There's oh, no room for oh him. My word. I'm serious. Look right. like you're hey, back up. Go over the Yankees. This roster. might be the next brawl. We'll no, honestly, Yankee honestly, Doug. No, Doug. I'm being realistic. I'm being realistic here. Who's gonna play over? I was you got Judge. You got Bader. Who? You guys have so many spots in your in your who starting. Do we, don't? Ridiculous. <laughs> who do we you have, have in left field for him? No, 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 Cassim, you shut the hell up. Who are you gonna put in left field? Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks stinks, and you he ain't know going it. nowhere. I'm Aaron Hicks blows. Aaron, no, 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 no. Aaron Hicks blows. We so know if he blows. If, I hate him with a passion. So shut the hell up and let me talk. If you have two people <laughs> who blow, if you have two people who blow, see who blows less. Floreal <laughs> <laughs> has upside. Don't you want yeah, to say upside more? <laughs> upside for a guy who's been in the minors for like five, six years. Come on, dude. Your upside's gone. Yeah, you want to know who's blocking him? Hicks. Hicks Barnes. is blocking Florial. Barnes, Barnes. The Yankees ruined Florial. They ruined Frazier. They ruined Enduhar. Jabba. The list can go on and on. I can. They ruined them. They ruined them. Half, think, you want to know how they ruined him? They, they didn't give him. He has. Yeah, but he has to, nowhere to. Yeah, he has you want to play? I no you. I'm muting you because I can do that. <laughs> Listen, the Yankees are ruining him. You're not letting dictator Barnes. That's right, baby. <laughs> this has become the death sentence segment. Is all right. He has 54 at bats over two years in the majors. That's not his fault. The Yankees are ruining him by blocking him with Aaron Hicks. Get rid of Hicks. Move, bump his ass down. I don't care. If you're not going to have, like, if, oh, he has nowhere to play, get rid of Hicks. He's a left-handed back with a ton of upside. Uh, All right. Wow. I have one question before we end the hold show. On. Oh, 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 hold on. Let's, let's, hold on. Hold your, hold your question, you Let's get, get here first. You want to get rid of Hicks, so does every Yankee fan in Doral. But his contract is hard to move. Let's hear him. And they're not going to release him. They're not going to eat his money just like Donaldson. But Floreal's been in the system. He, had, he kept on moving up, kept on moving up. But there's no room. And it's been like that for years. The Yankees are filled with positions that he can't play. Let's just sit here and be honest. Let's be honest about it. Even if you – let's say you get rid of Aaron Hicks. They'll go find somebody else to play the outfield. They got Oswaldo Cabrera. And the Yankees are going to trade for somebody. They're not going to even put Cabrera on left. He's a utility man that's going to play everywhere in the diamond except catcher. But I'm being honest with you, Barnes. As a Yankee fan, I'm talking to you as a Yankee fan. As both of us that we want him to win. They're going to trade for somebody. So sorry, Floriel is not, he's not part of the solution. And to be honest with you, they can trade him. If they're going to get Max Kepler, trade him. He has no use. There's no value. <laughs> they I'm tried being to honest trade. with you. There's no value. Am I right or am I wrong? You're you're not right and you're not wrong. Oh, but he can't, he can't, he can't <laughs> get value if you don't let him play. I'm saying he's, he's going to be out of their system soon. There's nowhere to play him. Yeah, and That's they're not going to get you. anything for him. Luckily, he's he's uh, he's not as big as Xander or Devers, where the Red Sox are getting nothing for him. So we're getting nothing for Floreal, who's already nothing. So it's fine. <laughs> That's what I mean. There's no room. I like Floreal. I love them as a prospect. But, but you don't. <laughs> there's no room for him. What do you want me to do? 
All right. All right. All right. We will have to save this for another episode. Can I buy one Joey? Point? Yep. Are you guys going to fight this much when Stanton and Judge play a combined 100 games next year? Combined? Judge played what, 150, 160 last year? Yeah, but when they play a combined 100 games next year due to injuries, are you guys going to fight this much about filling their positions? Stan, Stan's been healthy the past two years. He's I have been a healthy huge, the last two years. I have a huge insight to that, and I'll say that for another, a later time. Yeah, Stan and Judge will play, and Stan is the beast when healthy. Everybody knows it. Dr. Barnes? Well, he don't like Stan all of a sudden? I never said that. Uh, I know Yankee. that. I'm asking. The Yankees, uh, they gutted their um, like physical training department like three years ago when they were getting all those injuries, off, all those soft tissue injuries. And I actually yeah. know who that they're working with. They're working with Dr. Eric Cressy, who specializes in taking care of baseball players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Verlander is one of his clients. Look what he did after his injury. And yeah. now he's still one of the best. Yeah, so he's in charge of their uh, like physical training and their like rehab assignments. So mm-hmm. that's why you're not seeing these like abdominal injuries or like oblique injuries anymore. You're, the injuries that you're seeing with the Yankees are like, oh, they literally broke something. That's why they're hurt. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Eric Cressy. Nice, nice little mm-hmm. insight there, Barnes. Guys, that was a firework of an ending. We had Joey's woes, and then we had Barnes and Cassim yelling at each other. Boy. Uh, <laughs> hey, it makes up for the podcast, bro. I love it. Yeah. Hey, this is uh this is what we want here. This is what Bleacher Brawls is all about. About to say we're gonna say what everyone else is too afraid to say because they're they're worried about the, the Twitter backlash. Uh you know, as Joey's Woes segment is going to become an overnight instant hit. <laughs> uh all right. So we're going to end it there. Uh, what do we got going on this next couple of weeks? I'm sure Derek has videos coming out and he'll, he'll probably have at least another one um, from Thursday morning on. But I think Barnes, me and you, we're going to do a Doug and Barnes holiday special that everyone is invited to, right? Yep. Thumbs up. Hell yeah. We're, we're going to do it. So I, I, I was thinking the Red Sox are going to get A Rod's doctor for Christmas. The Roy guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I heard he also helped Tatis Jr. <laughs> with some ringworm <laughs> problems. Uh, I hate Alex Rodriguez. Don't remind me of him. I Can't stand him. Um, all right, so we got the Doug and Barnes holiday special that'll probably go up on Monday morning still, uh, but we're taking a break from the regular podcast. Uh, to put that up and all of us here are are invited to join the Doug and Barnes holiday special. Uh, we'll let you guys know when, when that is um, check out, you know, Twitter, everything we post, everything we do, whether it's YouTube, bleacherbrolls.com or podcasts uh, we put on Twitter. We put all those links on for YouTube and all of our old podcasts are on the website, bleacherbrolls.com. So, to wrap everything up, I was here, Doug, your host with the most. Barnes and Cassim got into it. Joey's Woes was a huge hit segment. And uh, guys, thank you for joining me. I had a blast. We will catch you next time.